This podcast cannot start. No, like we're What's after breakfast? What's before lunch? It's Austin, Texas. It's weird brunch. What a loss. We'll just start with that. All right. What a loss. Everyone. And now Every, we start. Now we start. Okay. That's good. Mm-hmm. Was that? That was just an R.I.P. for everybody. Oh, rip. R.I.P. It was a hard rip. Especially R-I-P. Rip Taylor. Hey. hey. Rip, rip. Did he just die? I don't know. Is he dead? I thought he was. Uh, okay. I'm just going to have to Google it. Rip Taylor. I feel like he recently died. I feel like he did too. I feel like too. he did like 2019. Five years ago. October 6, 2019. Oh my God. Close to when dad died. Oh, do you think they you think they're know friends? each other? They definitely both they were, went to hell. <laughs> they were in line together. So, wherever they went. Well, so are we, they to are be there. fair. Yeah. I mean, we're heathens. Oh, I don't know if I, we can cut this out if it is weird for you, but. It's the point of the podcast, Whitney. But like. Say something weird. That just made me think of, I was going to be like, well, we're baptized. And it made me think oh, of yeah. your grandpa. Who yeah. What happened? Pa- well, you can say it. Yeah. My grandfather, uh, he passed away last week. Oh. Uh, thank you. I never what? know what to say. Yeah. It's thank you. I it's made okay. you gumbo. That's what I said. That's true. Okay. Well, that's um, how I show I'll love. Give, do you want $20? Give oh her my cash. Gosh. That's what he would give me. Venmo her $20. So he... <laughs> This write it out in emojis honestly with like, i will take it <laughs> i will okay, not so, return it um but i don't expect you to i don't make frivolous offers like that like three weeks before three or four weeks before my he had alzheimer's and so he was like clearly yeah mm-hmm. he got covid a few months ago and it just he never recovered and so um they the chaplain or whatever told my mom like hey come on in if you want to get him baptized we need his consent and i don't know how much longer he'll be able to give us his consent and he grew up uh not ever going to church hating church was never forced to go to church as a child growing up in the 30s and 40s which is insane to me in texas yeah and so my mom was like ready to to do it with like to show him in his state like hey this is not bad. It doesn't hurt, whatever. Mm. But he consented. Oh. So he got baptized old yeah. man style. Yeah, like a deathbed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, baptism. Confession. Yeah, but baptism. Okay, well, I mean. Cover your, it's a CYA. It's, a C, it's an mm-hmm. absolutely a CYA. Yeah. That's just fair. And I told my mom, I was like, look, Baptist belief, he's fine. Oh, yeah. He good. He's good. I might do that. I might line up every religion and just have him go through. Well, we already got baptized. Yeah, but does that stick as long as you think it does? It might wash off. I mean, turns out when you got the water poured onto your head, it actually washed, washed off. off the Jesus forgiveness. Oh, no. I know. I thought I was weird. washed in the blood. You weren't washed they in the blood. They out. washed the blood off. Yeah, yeah. they did. They like, were like, why does she have so much blood? Get her. <laughs> mom was like you said yeah uh, blood (laughs) of the lamb hello that's clearly lamb's blood not human blood yeah calm down and there's like some bloodied kid and it's like she was not i imagine i headbutted another yeah that's what (laughs) i'm seeing instant yes and it was a little boy oh yeah 100 percent. i exclusively when i was a bully which i was i 
pretty much exclusively bullied boys. Good. Which is acceptable. Yeah. Yep. Someone they has to. They all deserve it. They did. You know what's unfortunate though? What? You probably made them into better people I because know. of it. Do you want to hear something real funny? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Me and Brandon were talking last night. Um, well, I was, I was, I think, I don't know. I saw a TikTok or something like that. And I had this realization that like, I don't drink anymore. So I don't like go into bars anymore. I'm not in mixed company with people who are strangers. I don't bartend anymore. Um, I don't have any instances left in my life where I get to yell at men. Mm. Like I don't. So you need to recreate that outlet. It made me, it made me kind of sad (laughs) because I remember being at bars and like, you know, creepy dudes come talk to you with your girlfriends and and you're like, get the fuck away from me. And yeah. you make them feel small so they go away. And yeah. that they have made women feel small their entire lives. It's In corporate cathartic. America, I don't have that. I will say all the people, I've never had a weird sexist experience at my current job at all. Everyone's pretty above board with stuff. <laughs> so I just don't have this anymore right. <laughs> in any kind of way. And I'm mad that I don't get to yell at men right. justifiably get to yell. at You men could anymore. start going to more concerts. I thought about going to like doing, um, uh, uh abortion defenders, but you don't really oh, have yeah. that in Texas anymore. Um, oh, there are one. no more. No. Uh, yeah, that's true. I go to protest like, but I will say every time I've gone to a protest in Austin, there are very few counter protests. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's not that brave. <laughs> Yeah. In you Austin, go, I you go to like become Lubbock. the counter protest. Oh, that's no, what you do. You protest to... the protest. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's how you yeah, get. Yeah, that's a good point. Where's everybody at who doesn't want to do? I'm on your side, but like when the gun people go, here's the. I also you don't want to actually get shot. Okay. You know, there's a balance. So that's why, like bars this? specifically, like I was never afraid of a man in a bar because of whatever power like that no because i've seen one of us in the idea of the anytime, saloon was also uniquely protective oh, to us specifically yeah. because we were gems kids. kids but also the bar daughters the way like it that was like family. do you remember when that everybody remember, who worked were you there. there the night that like this girl and this guy were like kind of fighting all night and the guy punched the girl in the face no were you not there for this Holy um, shit. He, they were standing right in front of the door and they had been fucking annoying each other all night. Like sure. I, I was cocktail waitressing and um, they were screaming at each other. And I was going inside to get, I think it was when Alex was working there. Okay. I was going inside to get Alex and I see out of the corner of my eye, he just socks her <gasps> and I scream. And by the time I think it was Drew and it, Brian and I of don't even course. remember. Oh, by the times they got itching. outside, every single man in that yeah, bar was, was the on shit of top that of that man and he somehow got back to his car and his car was one of the first three ones in uh-huh. the front uh-huh. and he was trying to back out and they were like pushing and the girl was on the ground like completely out she got her fucking bell rung Ugh, how- and they were trying to like pull him out of the like get him out of the car and she comes to and is like get Leave away from alone. my man and like it's, it was Ugh. horrible but she yeah. should have stayed out for but five more minutes. It yeah. was like Just it let was it like, happen. It was like four seconds between oh, contact and every single. Oh, I, I, yeah. I say man, but kind of every single person yeah. descending upon that yeah. guy. It was horrifying. It was awful, and she was like bleeding. It was so bad. But, no, go ahead. But yeah, so specifically at the bar, like everyone's got your yeah. back. Well, were you? 
you weren't there the night that someone took a swing at dad. No, I wasn't, but it, I, I remember that was about it. iconic. Yeah. Cause that chased it was a, uh, so it was like a homeless guy yeah. who had been inside and was causing a ruckus yeah. and they were trying to kick him out and everyone's watching it. Cause dad was just there. He wasn't Dad's, was like chill about stuff oh, yeah. most of the he time. He very much would not he's he was not a fighter. No. He, he not never confrontational. has been. Um and you see dad talking down this being like you need to get the fuck out of here i'm gonna call the cops which and i also the, would never do the other guy is like i'm not doing this and everyone in the bar is watching because it's happening inside yeah. also it's also during the day right and that only it was it was it was like the end of the like shift day change. shift so like 8 p.m yeah. around there yeah. and the other like drew and andrew were both there mm-hmm. and i was like oh my god and we're just watching this and they're like looking at each other and the fucking homeless guy like takes a swing at dad and it was like fucking every everybody just jumps on this guy and dad's like flailing and they, they get the guy out but dad was like Andrew's like you punched me in the face Jim and he was like I'm sorry he just like totally you know the blind he's rage just swinging and dad's not he can't he's not a fighter he's Come also on. i feel like the it, guy was short you know he's just he's like just lanking he's around lanking. man hit andrew in the face he definitely didn't hit any the target <laughs> anybody who deserved it but i well man that that was just like such a nutty time so anyways yeah. i say just go pick up a shift somewhere <laughs> every once in a while uh, just like you honestly I might work. You know what? There's bars that would welcome that. Like that's, I will say when I was a bartender, when I was kind of mean to guys, I got better tips. Yeah. Like, they like, they it. like it when you're kind of mean to them. They there like are it. women making hundreds of oh, thousands just telling you. Know, there's a whole true. industry in which I could have. Do the pay pig shit. I could. Yeah. <sighs> It just seems like so much, but that stuff is so much more work than you think it is. Okay, do it anyway. Oh, I have another job. <laughs> okay, well, you do it at night. Just try it out. If okay. it's too much work, stop. Okay, that's fair. But it is it is a nice outlet to have. I've well, we also been a worked at a place. I yelled at a man. Well, also. we also worked at a bar where we didn't like have to be nice to people. Like when you work at yeah. like, there's no obligation. No, there's I've no every customers single, always no, right. Absolutely not. Almost to a fault where I pro- there are probably times I should have been nicer. But I every there were meaner bartenders there oh than my you. God, so 100%. don't worry. <laughs> It's funny. It's kind of rolls into my story like a little bit. Too. Oh, yeah. oh. So. are we going to roll into it then? We can. Do you want to so introduce the rolling, 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 rolling? That's thanks. Limp Biscuit. Yeah. I mean, honestly, Hello, oh, y'all be loving this shit, shit right here. Limp Biscuit is very high up. I think it's on. Is it like next year's Lollapalooza? One of the big festivals came out. Their lineup came out a few days ago and John sent it to me and he was like, Look at how high up Limp Biscuit is on this goddamn thing. <laughs> I and I was like, having a Gen Z it's resurgence. because he has, it's because Fred Durst has truly embraced the fact that no one wants to hear the new music. No. John went to the show a couple years ago that they did for Lollapalooza and like the after they do side shows. Yeah. And um, Fred Durst was like, all right, here's at the very end. He was like, here's our new song. They 
played it over the speakers. They didn't, the band didn't play it. He went <laughs> off stage and got waters and brought them out and handed them out that to the crowd. Rules. Honestly, funny. that rules. And it's good for him. And like now he does this performance stuff where he comes out dressed like Garth Brooks. Like yeah. it's people are there for a show yeah. and they're putting on a show and the He's appreciation. He's still making good money it's too. It's like a weird oh. version of Guar now. It's perfect. It's like that's what people want to see. Yeah. And it hasn't gotten sad yet. It. It's not a smash mouth situation. Correct. Yeah. Oh. Well, he's dead he's now. Dead. So. And it seems Kid like Fred Durst situation. is doing a lot better. Yeah. Anyways, welcome to Weird Brunch. I'm Whitney Lamond. I'm Haley Lamond. I'm Lisa Friedrich. That's sweet. We're going to get you to change your You've last said Lamond at least one time. I have at least one time. Yeah, for sure. Um, now, when we were talking about the bar, this is why it kind of leads in. So when I worked at the bar, there every once in a while, somebody would come in and call me by a different name and act like they, they knew me. And the name, if I remember, was something like Chelsea or Kelsey. And I would always be like, I'm sorry, I don't know. I'm not, that's not my name. My name's Haley. And they're like, oh, there's somebody who works downtown. And I'm almost positive they worked at Lucky Lounge, at least for a little bit. That looks exactly like you. And I was like, that's so weird. And it would happen probably a couple, it probably happened maybe a dozen times mm-hmm. when I worked in the, at the saloon and it always weirded me out because the service industry in Austin is pretty small. Yeah. Like, well, it's and even like 15 years ago, it was even smaller. And so I, for a while thought maybe they were talking about Christy and I'm like, well, me and Christy don't look anything like no. that. I can understand if you're coming into this bar. I'm surprised Rita didn't know her because Rita worked and Christy worked and at it, Lucky. And that's another thing. Bit. It wasn't, it wasn't like, regulars like obviously like regulars knew me i never had like confirmation from people who would come in commonly in right. me anyways but i never ever met this other person but there was a person in austin texas in the early 2010s who looked exactly like me with, that wasn't I, me that wasn't me um that was a bartender no, I her. Me. it wasn't you because i had red hair at the oh time. yeah that you whole did have time red hair i had red hair wait was it would 2013 have been within that time frame yes Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I was doing shows at Lucky Lounge, and I'm trying to think <gasps> I, about I who think it would have been. It was Lucky Lisa. Lounge. I'm not 100. Okay. percent It's been a while, and I didn't, I didn't think to like inquire anymore because it was one of those like, oh, that's weird. And then it kept okay, kind of happening, and it yeah. didn't happen close enough for it to be like it's disturbing. Weird. It's really weird when that. Yeah, but I'm kind of up. grateful because that would have been me having a doppelganger. Right, which is terrifying. Which is terrifying, and we're going to talk about doppelgangers today. <gasps> I love a doppelganger. Yeah. A spooky. A spooky. But not personally. I would not. I, I don't know if this person in, exists in Austin, Texas anymore. I also don't know if we look alike. Um, so if you worked at a bar somewhere in downtown Austin, Texas, and people accidentally called you Haley, and you had red hair and were built like a roller derby girl, <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know how to say it, uh, email weirdbrunch at hotornot.com. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or Instagram. Anyways, so um, before people started sharing photos with their lookalikes on social media, encountering your doppelganger was considered a bad omen, as per both English and German folklore. In these traditions, encountering your own double three times was believed to foretell your imminent death. I didn't even meet this girl one time, so I think I was in the clear. And also, I didn't like drink downtown when I was, I did not go. No, we didn't. It, no. it was too much madness. I stayed south. And I still do to this day. Maybe it's the river that protected me from her. 
like she's some kind of like <laughs> like she, she can't, can't cross the water, the water like like mom like, honestly yeah, she won't go I south mean, of the river most of our family members don't go south it's like the, the ring ray yeah that's what we watched a uh, fellowship last night <laughs> oh really so, yeah they get it <laughs> they're gonna get run down by horse river yeah. like, your doppelganger is a ring ray okay congratulations you know what that's more clarity and i like that okay and so. Liv tyler saved you uh, <laughs> i know me? me i know okay a doppelganger refers to a biologically unrelated person who looks remarkably similar to someone else in modern times the term is twin stranger or even evil twin the german term translates to double goer or really colloquially be double walker mm-hmm. and it describes a specter of a living person um seen while the original is still alive Although the term doppelganger was coined in the late 18th century, the concept of spirit doubles has persisted for millennia. Various cultures have their own interpretations, such as an ancient Egyptian Ka, spelled K-A. Ancient Egyptians believe the Ka was a spiritual double born with each person. So every single person had a Ka. The Ka persisted... Was it like a backup? No, it wasn't. What's that movie? With the doppelganger? Yeah. It's a Jordan Peele movie, isn't it? us oh yeah oh yeah yes underneath i don't the think world. it's like a like a organ harvesting thing okay. <laughs> um the ka persisted after death residing within the body to ensure eternal life egyptians mummified their dead preventing the decay of the body which would lead to the demise of the spiritual double in norse tradition the vedogr was a ghostly double believed to proceed a living person mim- mimicking their actions in advance some Native American tribes believe that there is an upper world and an underworld. While good people reside in the upper world, their evil doubles live in the underworld. Us. Yeah. English speakers have recently adopted the German word to describe a paranorm- this paranormal phenomenon. The English and Irish had previously used the term fetch, defined as the uh, apparition of a living person. So they could not make fetch happen. And they chose <laughs> there she goes they chose doppelganger so easy to say yeah, it's a funner word <clears throat> broadly in europe a changelings and doppelgangers share a common theme of duality and substitution in each concept there is a notion of a double or a replacement whether it's a fairy taking place of a human child in the case of a changeling or an unrelated lookalike of a living person in the context of a doppelganger both ideas involve a mysterious exchange or doubling contributing to the sense of intrigue and otherworldly encounters in folklore in mythology nevertheless the idea of alter egos and double spirits has manifested in folklore all around the world um, and in traditions of various cultures throughout human history. Meeting your doppelganger is often an omen or even a harbinger of death. The doppelganger is often used as a literary device, effectively explores human duality by embodying a character's darker traits. In Hans Christian Andersen's 1847 fairy tale, Skygen, a man's shadow becomes his walking double, showcasing opposing physical and moral traits, ultimately replacing him. Um, and Dotsky, I can't say it, Dotsky's novella, novella, The Double, features a doppelganger as, a, as the bold reflection of a mild government clerk encroaching on his life and driving him mad. And in Edgar Allan Poe's short story, William Wilson, ugh, 
presents Will, Will. William Wilson presents a doppelganger solely to ruin the narrator's life. Meeting a lookalike at school, Wilson's ambitions are thwarted by his morally upright counterpart, revealing nefarious goals driven by lust and greed. Beyond the world of science fiction, real life instances of sightings have of sightings of doppelgangers have been reported with varying degrees of substantiation. So now we're going to go over some famous cases of doppelgangers. So in 1845 at the oh god, it's French. Um that's not the name of the place. At the at oh god, it's French. <laughs> that would I would go to that place. Yeah. What is it a 10 out of 10? Is it a like a patisserie or is it a lingerie store or is it no, Perfumery. It's, I think it's a fancy restaurant and everything's in French. And you don't know. Mm-hmm. And everyone speaks French. And it's and like, it's oh, God, it's French. Oh, but God, the French. the menu is backed by lingerie. <laughs> what does that mean? Big lingerie. It means on the back of the menu, oh, there's just lace. And oh, like, gosh. yeah. Oh, God, it's French. Oh, God, it's French. And you have to smoke a cigarette. Exactly. Yeah. And they all look at you and you can't pronounce the French words You right. have to request your items through mimery. So in 1845 at the Pensionat of Nouvelle, oh, and it's in Latvia, a French teacher, sorry, a French teacher named Mademoiselle Emily Segui experienced a mysterious Doppler-Ganger phenomenon. The 32-year-old, described as blonde and of slender build, um, was seen by students in two places simultaneously, one with chalk writing on the blackboard and the other without Similar occurrences continued over months, culminating in a vivid event where Sagi's double appeared in an armchair while she she simultaneously was seen gathering flowers in the garden. The doppelganger, resistant to touch, baffled students. The stranger events as the strange strange event persisted until parents' concerns led the only twelve of the original forty-two students remaining. So. Parents started hearing about it and were like pulling their kids out of class because they were so freaked out about it. Dang. Apparently, Seiji resigned, um, revealing that she had taught in 18 schools before and all prompted her departure for this exact same reason. What? Yes. After leaving, reports persisted of sightings of, quote, two Aunt Emily's as Seiji's whereabouts became unknown. That bitch is sister sistering. Oh my God. Yeah. It was just a bit. Yeah. I think it's how a many bit. things in history are just a bit that went too far. Oh, so like mm-hmm. Troy, <laughs> the Trojan yeah. horse. Yeah. That just a started bit. as a bit. Yeah. Um, this is, it, I talk about it a little bit farther in another case, but there's also the concept of bilocation, which is not doppelgangery. Doppelgangery is two separate entities that one is mimicking the original um, and then bilocation is quite lit. It's like a projection of an existing like person. Astro- yeah. Yeah. Um, and this one, they do describe it as bilocation. The way, imagine like one person up at a chalkboard writing out words and then like a faint reflection of that exact same event happening next mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. But obviously, the last part of that is one, one original person doing one thing and the. Dot, what would be the doppelganger doing, doing something, something completely, completely different. different? Yeah. In 1889, French novelist Guy de Maupassant encountered a chilling doppelganger experience when that inspired his short story, Louis, L U I, means he. Okay. All right. <laughs> While writing, he claimed his body double, entered his study, sat beside him, and began dictating the story he was crafting. In Louis, because there's a, it's, it's, it's spelled with a question mark. Louis. 
A young man narrates his descent into man- madness after glimpsing what seems to be his own doppelganger. Very meta. The Malpassant, who reported multiple encounters with his double, found an eerie foreshadowing in the story. In a tragic turn, he was institutionalized after a suicide attempt. He tried to slit his own throat, so that's fun. Unsuccessfully. Who hasn't? I mean... It's the easiest. <laughs> clean. Yeah, you yeah. gotta do it to yourself. What could go wrong? Yeah, it, it, he tried to slit his throat um, in 1892 and passed away the following year after he had been institutionalized. Um, some speculate that his visions of a body double may have been linked to mental illness resulting from... Louis. Syphilis. Um, same thing. Which he contracted in his youth. You see some... Bummer. Yeah. No, I wasn't going to say anything. Okay. In the 18th How youth? I, I think... Mm, what's how, syphilis how getting contract- Dang, youth back then. He was probably 12 years old. Yeah, whorehouses and such. Is there Are there other ways to contract it? I'm sure back Maybe. then you could have. Uh, Dr. Haley? I don't know. Dr. Whitney? Just uh, handshakes with your dicks. Dick shakes. Yeah. Maybe he was sword fighting. That's a good point. In mm-hmm. a public restroom. I mean, is that any better like way of contracting it? As no. long as it's consensual, yeah, I don't care how point. he contracted it. Yep. Okay. In the 18th century, Catherine the Great, the powerful empress of Russia, faced a chilling encounter with her own ghostly doppelganger. Unperturbed by minor matters, Catherine, lying in bed one night, was informed by uh, concerned servants that they had witnessed her entering the throne room. Catherine then went and investigated and discovered her spectral double seated on the throne. <gasps> Without hesitation, she commanded her sentries to shoot the apparition (gasps) the tale leaves the outcome of does not illustrate an outcome of the bullets on the specter that the empress ordered but the real catherine met her own demise shortly after of a suspected stroke they don't say how shortly after i don't know if that's like a year or like days it was an omen though Mm -hmm. similarly queen elizabeth the first of england who reigned from 1558 to 1603 and was also the last tutor to rule the country. She's widely recognized as level-headed and savvy, but also was what not one you would have expected to dabble with the paranormal, which makes it more scary when she claimed that she had witnessed her doppelganger. According to the queen, the spectral Elizabeth was lying motionless on her bed, almost like a corpse laid out for presentation. Gross. Yeah, the experience was particularly haunting because such appearances are said to be certain signs of death. Still, it would be easy to put this down as a temporary glitch in the mind of an elderly stressed out ruler um, if it wasn't for the fact that Elizabeth died soon after seeing her doppelganger I will say those two they again they don't tell me how soon mm-hmm. like what's the kind of time like if mm-hmm. I see my doppelganger today is that like a seven days until you die situation or is it anything within the next five years would be considered I feel like under a year I think it has to be under I feel a year, like it's under two years okay okay I think that's acceptable thank you yeah I mentioned it before, but I do want to talk about bilocation. So bilocation refers to the psychic ability project a self-image into a second location. Also known as multilocation, this alleged psychic or miraculous ability has been reported in various historical and religious contexts. In bilocation, the body double, referred to as a wraith sometimes, is identical to the real person and can interact with others just as a genuine individual in the world. Like a ring wraith. If you will. It's getting spookier. No water, please. Yep. 
not for the wraith. Mm-hmm. While doppelgangers are often viewed as ominous entities, there are accounts suggesting that some individuals cannot only control them, but utilize them for bilocating. In the 17th century, explorers and missionaries were astonished to find Native American tribes in New Mexico practicing Catholicism, attributing their conversion to a mysterious lady in blue. After investigation, this phenomena was linked to Marie de Agrida, a Spanish nun who claimed to teach Christianity to the Native Americans by bilocating across the ocean despite never leaving her covenant in Spain. I believe Spain. Now that's doing yeah, the Lord's yeah, work. Really Good is. job. Yeah. Initially met with suspicion from the Inquisition. The Inquisition. <laughs> what mm-hmm. a show. The Inquisition. Here we go. Um, we watched all of those movies too young. No, we didn't. We did. I mean, I turned out fine. We turned out fine. Yeah. But when I think We're about it, We're funnier because of it. That's a good point. They really got ingrained in there early. So Marie was eventually acquitted of witchcraft charges um, after the Inquisition decided that her um, power... She was acquitted? She was acquitted. That does not happen. She was acquitted. Her power was declared divine, turning her into an international celebrity and a convent leader. However, her narrative evolved over time, sometimes claiming pressure to admit her bilocation ability and other times affirming its truth. The um, story of Marie de Agrida adds a fascinating twist to the perception of uh, doppelgangers as the concept of bilocation. Other Christian figures said to have experienced bilocation include St. Drogo, Anthony of Padua, Francis of Paola, Francis Xavier, Martin de Pors, Maria de Leon, Bayo e Delgado. Like five, it's different numbers, but like five to like 10 saints also have bilocation as one of their miracles. So pretty common in Catholicism. There's some pretty interesting religious websites that talk about how bilocation is holy and then i am reminded that catholicism is just jesus witchcraft yeah Mm -hmm. and i love that abraham lincoln widely recognized for his interest in the paranormal shared an eerie encounter with a doppelganger on the night of his first election while resting on his couch lincoln saw his own face duplicated in a mirror and you might say that's how mirrors work Mm -hmm. but they were two distinct visages a second pale and ghostly lincoln looked back at him startled lincoln rose and the doppelganger vanished upon sitting again the apparition reappeared that's also how mirrors work if you get out of the way of he's the president though so i think you would know this he just had a bad day and he looked like, like shit and you're like that first, surely like, cannot right be me. before he started his period and he was like i can't look that well not bad. even just started his period though he started his first presidency yeah Ooh, how does that feel scary. like a triple period yeah lincoln re- repeated the experiment glimpsing the doppel- doppelganger once more before it ceased to appear his wife mary she loves being a little crazy. she loves being a little loony toony um, terrified interpreted it as a forewarning of Lincoln's reelection for a second term and an ominous sign of his demise during that term. As history unfolded, Lincoln indeed yep. did not survive his second term. Not incorrect there, Mary Todd. Mm-hmm. Um, the phenomenon of doppelgangers as a science, so human individuals unrelated but resembling each other, has intrigued researchers studying genetic similarities. Research led by Dr. Manel Esteller from the Yoap, Yosep, Joseph, 
Carrera's Leukemia Research Institute explores the connection between facial similarities and shared DNA. That study analyzed 32 pairs identified by facial recognition algorithms, finding that these lookalikes shared more genetic variants, particularly related to facial features and properties. Wait. uh, How did they... How did they do like a scan on a doppelganger? So they, so basically they found, they identified the parts of your DNA that create what your face looks like. Uh And then they identified how many similarities can exist. Okay. So it's less of a, they did obviously do research on people that like were similar. They did research on twins who did share DNA and they did research on families and they created basically a general outline of what parts of your DNA would need to be shared with somebody else for you to look similar to them. Okay. Hmm. So this is just proving out that it's possible, not yeah. necessarily saying you two are. Yes, okay. exactly. So while the study has limitation, it suggests potential applications in uh, predicting disease risks and facial reconstruction and forensic medicine, the concept of everyone having a lookalike somewhere in the world is plausible with identified 80% similarity among pairs of studies. So there are, even though there is variation in people's DNA that would relate to their appearance, there's not so much variation that it's not impossible for you to have a double somewhere out in the world. The likelihood of them looking 100% exactly like you, the way that a twin would, is pretty low, but having like an 80% similarity is almost is very plausible. Hmm. Dang. Yeah. While scientific studies delve into the genetic 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 aspects of doppelgangers the phenomenon really remains entwined with the paranormal in the realms of folklore and personal experiences the eerie instances of encountering one's exact double often foreshadowing significant events or even death persist as mysterious facet of the supernatural despite genetic explanations shedding light on facial resemblances the age-old belief in doppelgangers as harbingers of fate or spectral apparition lingers as science and the paranormal intersect without completely demystifying the phenomenon, doppelgangers continue to straddle the line between rational and the mysterious, captivating human curiosity and imagination. Doppelganger. A lot of that was from, again, Atlas Obscura. Atlas Obscura has some very fantastic mm-hmm. things. And then the science article. I just thought it was like a fun celebrity thing. That's the thing is like, the con- like I think a lot of people do they're my doppelgangers, my celebrity, celebrity doppelgangers. doppelgangers. And it's just like lookalikes, which is fine. But what if that celebrity comes and kills you? Like, we should really be <laughs> thinking about this. That's a really good point. Mary mm-hmm. Elizabeth Winstead's going to come murder me. I don't have... Uh, I mean, we don't have one. I think you do. I think that you could do Britney Spears. Yeah. There was a woman I on Bachelor that. in Paradise Ooh, that looks like knives. you. And she's the prettiest on the beach. So I want to see her. Show me your face. I will after this. Okay. I got when I had red hair. I would get um, Laura Prepon specific, like Don. I've gotten Laura Prepon, yeah. and then when it, also have gotten Malin Ackerman. I don't know who that is. She was in The Watchmen, the blonde one. Jean Smart. No. Oh wait, she The Watchmen the movie. Yeah, the movie. You mean Silk Spectre in not the yellow? The, the younger one, the blonde one. Yeah, yeah. not, um, oh my God, the woman who plays her is the hottest woman. Not that the other one isn't hot. I know who you're talking about, though. I think. I think. 
that's Malin Ackerman. Yes. Yeah. That's Silk Spectre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've also gotten um, Deb from uh, what's that serial killer show? Oh, oh I've gotten her too. I got her for Jaws. years. Yeah. It's our Jaws. For years. Yeah. The one from oh, Dexter. 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 Yeah. Her, her sister. sister. That who was he was married to in real life. That was and the number divorced. one yeah. that I got for years. I think it's just our face, our head shapes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Maybe y'all look alike. Your eyes are bigger than mine. Y'all both have big eyes. I don't think I have that big eyes. You do have big eyes. Like a doll? Like gross. Mine, like a doll? No, they're gross. Oh, okay. Do you think hers are gross? No. Okay. Lisa's Ooh, there it is. are fitting. Mine are Yours gross. are gross. Okay. Yours are like big Smeagol eyes. <laughs> One day I was you looking at Haley Thank you. and Haley had regular sized eyes and then she blinked and opened them and they were giant sized eyes. I was eating a live fish And at that's the same when time, we let so you out fair. of the mayonnaise Oh my jar. God. Thank you. That's family lore. Don't worry yeah. about it. Um, I'm going to pause because I have to pee pee. Go piss girl. Thank you. I burned all of my my pillows. You <laughs> burned you had, them. You she like burned them right so over. Many it was crazy. my pillows. She had that pillow fort. I thought it was a fire hazard for a long time. So I'm glad that that you burned them. Yeah, I appreciate you not telling me that you thought that. Well, it's some things are none of my business, especially uh, sure. if I'm not getting paid to tell people. You're damn things. right. <laughs> Get away from my pillows. Those are my my pillows. Let go of my pillow. My my pillow. Yeah. <laughs> Let go of my, my Don't pillow. Don't waffle a pillow. Yeah. Come on, Lego my pillow. Uh, I can go next if you want, unless you want to go next, Lisa. You can go next. We have something to tell you, though. We do. Oh. Winnie's birthday is oh. November 21st. It is. it is. She's a Scorpio. I am a Scorpio. And Lisa, I have planned something for you. And you have to know about it in advance. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. So this Friday... This, this coming Friday. Friday. This coming Friday at noon. Okay. I was like, we have something. I know you do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> at noon. It's during the day. Okay. We are going to go and have color analysis done. No. Are you yeah. serious? Yes, yes. ma'am. <gasps> We're getting our color analysis. Yes. yes. And I already no! got it approved with work. Oh, my God. For you to take off. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so excited. <laughs> <We> <laughs> That's so cool. And we're all going to do it. Yes. We're all going to do it. Yes. yes. There's a group rate if you do more than one person. Oh, so. my God. I'm so excited. I'll send you the instructions. Um, I'm excited. I like. We cannot wear any I'm makeup. I'm almost crying. Oh, yeah. no. I'm going to look disgusting. Sp- what well, has to match your natural. Even yeah, said, like, do I not, get it. Do I not get like, it. do your eyebrows or anything. And I'm like, oh, shit. I can't even put a base on. Nope. <laughs> You have, too. y'all both have acceptable skin. Mine is Mine's not. red. Can I, I use like green no, color no. correcting? No, because it has to match your okay. actual undertones okay. and everything. So we're going to go. Um, it's called, not that we need to give them free pomo, um, but this probably won't come out. So if they like, if it's horrible experience, just That's don't include this. It's House of Color. Is that the one I sent? Is it a different? I don't know I who don't does know. it. Um, there's so. This one seems to be like a company and they teach you how to do it. I started looking and I got some kind of MLM vibes from it, but it yeah. is not an MLM. Okay. They do have, they do try to sell you makeup during it though, because they have like makeup that's good for your skin tone, but you don't have to buy it. Oh, like, are they going to put makeup on us? They're going to try to help us find, I think it's specifically like lipstick color and okay. then foundation color. Okay. I, I already know how to match my That's so exciting. Yeah. 
You're very oh my fun. god they're gonna put the they're, they're gonna, gonna like put the throw face. the colors over mm-hmm. us and we're gonna like look at it yep yep that's so exciting oh my god i'm I so also excited i thank you had to tell your boss what it was because <laughs> you had asked, to explain and it i was like well strap so, in buddy <laughs> it's this thing that's so funny oh my god i'm so excited i can't even you have to even because we have to go do it i can't even Dang, y'all, that's We're so also, cool. It's good because it's also a present for us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yes. also true. <laughs> yes. Well, shit, now I got to tell my story, which is... Uh, I hope it's a it's, big downer it, and you're in a really it, hype it, mood. It, I'm good. It's, it's not a big music. downer. It's very interesting, but it is the closest times humans have come to being fully extinct as a species. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. So, you could be considered a downer, but I think it's interesting. Okay, though. Okay. So, I can't believe we're going to do color music. <laughs> it's so exciting. Oh my god, it's going to be so cool. I I think I'm like a winter don't even try. Don't even I try know. to guess. I'm, I'm interested to see like if we're the same. Like a cool winter. I think we're different. I, I think, think we're different darker, too. darker, like more, slightly more I have a lot olive more, skin I than I do. I think general, the darkness within me kind yeah, of. Yeah, that's true. It comes, comes through. out a little bit. I have so. no idea what they're going to tell me. I'm excited. <sighs> this is so exciting. Okay. Eight hundred. This is a time close to 800 to 900,000 years ago. Okay. You yes. remember then? Yeah. Um, it was a very embarrassing part of my life. So I, I know. try to think about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, so if we're thinking about it, like when humans like close ish ancestors were coming out of the soup, you know, and like being about to evolve into something kind of similar to humans this is Six, about 6,000 years ago, 1.1 million years ago. Let's think about 900,000 years ago. Okay. Our ancestors, they're around they're doing okay. They're on two legs. They're on two legs. They're bipedal, if you will. What are most of the hairs doing? on their head? What are what's what doing? are their thumbs doing? Are they opposable? I think they would be I opposable. I think it's four hundred thousand years. I don't know. I ha- I do have this hold is on. Not I have something. a science podcast. Hey, you ask the fucking I question. Know. I just want to make sure people know that whatever we say with scientific um integrity Aplumb. is should be questioned. Should be questioned greatly. Be very dubious of our scientific claims. Hold on, I, I had something you up that was that did listening. say how I'll far Google, ago. I'll Anyways, Google that. okay. Listen to this with an um actually attitude, please. So, eight hundred nine thousand hundred thousand years ago, we were doing okay, and then something fucked up happened, and all of our the human population as it was then dropped to one thousand two hundred and eighty people what say again 1200 a little over 1200 of our direct ancestors are left in the world okay. the lowest population of human beings of that's all like time. half a huddo uh, mm, less a than that. that's like less than the amount of people we went to high school with it's, it's like, like how many people live in like the square in mile of yes. neighborhood so it's not great. Uh, it's in the middle pleasiest or no, wait. Imagine I know the how dating to say pool this. then. You think it's bad now. Earth's this is the middle Pleistocene, if you're familiar. 
as you are. I am. So this is based off of an analysis that was published August 31st, 2023. This is new. This is breaking in science, science Journal from a new computer model that had been developed by scientists in China, Italy, and the U.S. So we got a group good effort, a group. collaboration, and yeah. the statistical and method used genetic information from 3,154 present-day human genomes. Good sampling. That's big. I'm not huge, but so just borrow that from 23andMe. 98.7 percent of our human ancestors were lost during this time period. Dang. The population crash correlates with a gap in fossil records, possibly leading to the emergence of a new hominin species that was a common ancestor of modern humans or Homo sapiens and Neanderthals. Quote, the novel findings opens a new field in human evolution because it evokes many questions such as places where these individuals lived, how they overcame catastrophic climate change, and whether natural selection during, they refer to when this happens, this like extreme population funnel. Yeah, they call it bottlenecking. Mm -hmm. During the bottleneck, it accelerated the evolution of the human brain because like the smartest ones because, had to yeah, survive it was like fuck what do we do google and like, gaga and like, like two people knew what to yeah do. and yeah yeah arguably across the globe there they were became, only 1200 people who yeah. figured it out so um, that would be pocketed too because it's obvious that's what yeah you, you gotta about. have like access to so now cave, we're talking like tribes of 10 water yeah. um, the majority of People were also concentrated in Africa. Wait, when was Pan? Pangea was like 50 million years ago. I I don't recall. Also, opposable thumbs were 2.6 million years 2. ago. 2.6 million years ago. Okay. The population bottleneck coincided with dramatic changes in the climate, mid-Pleistocene transition. Glacial periods became longer and more intense, leading to a drop in temperature and very dramatic climate conditions. A drop in the sea surface temperatures with possible long periods of drought in Africa and Eurasia and the loss of additional like animal species that were probably food sources on top of all the plants and oh shit, all that. Scientists suggested that the control of fire, man is given fire, as well as climate shifting to be more hospitable, hospitable for human life, contributed later to rapid population increase, which was about... It says 813,000 years ago. So this is going off of, yeah, that 900 being the bottleneck. So, so before the bottleneck, do we know what our numbers were at and how how quickly it happened? It's, well, if 98% were gone. were gone and it ended up in 1,200, do the math. Well, no, I'm saying like at how quickly did that happen though? Mm-hmm. Was that over the course of like several hundred years, several thousand years? And also would you notice, like uh, you would notice obviously, but if you're like, nobody has, like, you don't have a concept of world I population. I feel like everyone dies around you or, and you know you're going to die or you're with the smart person yeah. and everyone, your little group survives because and you don't reckon. I just can't imagine there's a lot of, of people around yeah. in general. Like what are the, what were the largest? So if, this is pre-civilization. It's like 60,000 total. Okay. So, so, so if, if these are small tribal hunter gatherer communities, those usually didn't get bigger than a couple of hundred at a time. Like we didn't mm-hmm. have 
you couldn't 60 100,000 person populated areas because that's not how it works mm-hmm. and so you're so localized to just what's happening in your silo yeah. you, you would never know you no just know that knew. my current existence is our population also they probably gone. didn't even think about it that way no it was just full i mean there were animals well, they didn't even Basically. know half of those people exist. Like, they don't know. No, they have no idea what's going on. They would on. never do a color analysis. No, they're not color analyzing Absolutely back then. Not. The girlies are. Earliest evidence of oh, the yeah. use to cook fire dates from 780,000 years ago. That was discovered in what is modern day Israel. Heard of it? Heard of it. While ancient DNA has revolutionized our understanding about past populations, the oldest DNA from a human species dates to around 400,000 years ago. All the scientists in the world right now are considering this um, research to be very provocative. Oh, wait, why? Not, I think provocative in like a sexual way, but they mean No, like, they mean like this ooh, is, this out, is a little like out there. Yeah. Thought provoking. Mm-hmm. Professor Giorgio Manzi, a senior author of research and anthropologist at somewhere in Rome said, we know that between 900,000 and 600,000 years ago, a fossil record in Africa, fossil records in Africa were very scarce if not entirely absent, while both before and after we have a great number of fossil evidence. Mm -hmm. The same can be said for Eurasia. In Europe, we have a species known from around 800,000 years ago and then nothing for another 200,000 years. So that's kind of what they're basing this off of. But that made me think about other times where we've had big old dips in human population and our species has almost entirely been eradicated. So around 195,000 years ago, the world went through a large change. Deserts and glaciers began to expand, causing temperatures to to drop, destroying habitats across what became extremely cold and dry landscape. It's unclear why, but humans, groups of humans in Africa started to split up which in turn caused the numbers to plummet drastically around 150,000 years ago. The continent was largely the one place that Homo sapiens, aka modern humans, lived until about 50,000 years ago. The scale of the glacial phase was so threatening that some scientists believe our breeding numbers dropped to as low as 600 individuals, which is very (gasps) surprising. Thank God at it then, if that's the case. That's a lot. Yeah, you gotta, like, that's, you have to stay around each other is like, you only know 600 people. But even then, it's like, you Everyone don't know 600 knows each people. other. You no, they know have to be close people. to each other, I would think. I Relatively close to each other. I think that it would be compounding because if you're separated in already small communities and there's something natural disaster happening and then you don't have a concept of how you shouldn't mix genetics and then you have a lot of inbreeding and that's a lot of well, they didn't survival, that that baby survival like that doesn't happen. A thousand years Oh, no, ago. we didn't understand inbreeding until after like the Habsburg yeah. existed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you seen them even jaws. after oh I, I did a story mm-hmm. about it yeah but um those that survived in that climate change problem thrived after settling beside the sea which is now south africa 
This was vital because the area was rich in plants that stored energy below the surface of the soil. Mm. So I guess like potato-y type things. Mm. And there was relatively warm water nearby that enabled shellfish. So I don't, it just sounds like awful to live back. Like I know it's not going to be fun living back then compared to now. I'll do beans and oysters. It sounds fucking cold. You're never warm. Winnie just doesn't want to be cold. Never warm. No, I do want to be cold, but I want to be cozy. There was no cozy. I, I just wanted to like be bundled. But up. you wouldn't even have a concept would, yeah. of cozy. Like you no, would be even, as comfortable as you I could would, be. You'd be like constantly starving. People are gonna cold. look back to this moment right now in the world mm-hmm. and be like, "How did they do that? How were they even without that their Gleeport machine or yeah. whatever?" Yeah. That's how did true. we drive anywhere? Do you know how uncozy our lives are most of the time, Winnie? We have capitalism right now. I know, but we also can work from home in a bed. Not everybody. But it's possible. Okay, well. 70,000 years ago, this one's wild. Rather than an ice age, it's the largest volcanic eruption in human history and possibly the earth that nearly brought around and into our existence. The Toba super eruption fired out 720 cubic miles of rock and ash that spread across the world, blocking out the sun and creating a volcanic winter. The Toba catastrophe theory holds that this event caused a severe global volcanic winter that lasted up to 10 years and contributed to a 1,000 year long cooling episode leading to another genetic bottleneck of humans. Are y'all following the, the volcano that's going uh, off in Iceland? Yes, right now? they evacuated Just everything. Very sorry. <laughs> there was a girl on TikTok that was updating it every single day. She was like, it's pretty scary. Yeah. And then she was like, this there's earthquakes now. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't there like four? I mean, I know yeah. there's like, no, like 400 little mm-hmm. earthquakes. Mm-hmm. Like, like little like shit could blow five seconds like, yeah but still are they evacuating the whole country no they move you away <laughs> they evacuated all go to greenland it. now mm-hmm. which is uh, actually which more is ice <laughs> did you know greenland isn't green well everything's a volcano now so yeah, i don't know the world true. is a volcano the extent <laughs> of the toba catastrophe killed off huge swaths of animals and plant life while also, again, squeezing our species to a few thousand people. Squeezing our species. Just a little squeeze the squeeze. Uh, oh, I hated it. I don't know why. We, the yeah. species. Get out of here. It was thought that every remaining human after that uh, were in confined in parts of Africa. But in 2020, a study found evidence that humans in India also survived the fallout. Researchers assessed an 80,000 year long record of rock layers. Tools made from rock were found that coincide with the timing of the Toba event, indicating that humans in India were already using Stone Age tools when the volcano erupted. The Toba eruption was so massive that all that is left of the mountain is the enormous Lake Toba, which is there right now. It stretches 62 miles long, 19 miles wide, and is 100 or 1,657 feet at its deepest. So that really put a big old pockmark on uh, your planet that you're living on right now. 
it's 5,000 times larger of an explosion than Mount St. Helens in the Ooh. 80s. Whoa. You Joey Lawrence that. 5,000 percent. Whoa, whoa. 5,000 times worse. Yeah. Yeah. It is hypothesized that the eruption resulted in a severe reduction in size of the total human population, not just because of the blast, but because of the global climate change. They think it decreased the human population to somewhere between 3,000 and 10,000 surviving individuals. Yet we persist. We're Yet still here. we persist. We're cockroaches. We very much are. Some insects called the human race. Yeah. Another 40,000 years ago, there were there was another climate change and this is the one that they thought may have wiped out neanderthals but also there's so there's conflicting thoughts of why the neanderthals got wiped out and it's either like climate or homo sapiens sapiens learned how to like you know they were interacting and were like oh we can just kill y'all and so the homo sapiens killed all the neanderthals because they were like i thought it was one group called it neanderthals and one group called it neanderthals and they fought each other that could be that. Yep. I don't know which one is right. I'm just trying <laughs> to. your name. Isn't there also a theory that that's where um, our sense of uncanny valley comes from? Is because we get creeped out by doppelgangers or things that look like us because we, the Neanderthals knowing, are trying to kill us. Yeah, seeing something that is a similar, almost like facsimile, but it's not right. And so it's a threat. And so. That makes sense. Yeah. I, it, it's probably a theory somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I fully believe that. So when do y'all think we're going to go extinct? Like people are measuring it and making oh, we're due. predictions. I, I don't, I don't, if we do go ex- like fully 100% extinct, it's mm-hmm. going to be because of us. Ex- well, that's what most I don't scientists think, think as well. And I don't even well. mean like climate change. Like I feel no. like the human race will survive climate change in this kind of way where yeah. we get a very small population. But if humans were going to be 100% wiped out, it's going to be because nuclear war. Yeah. So it would be within the next hundred years. So if you're an optimist, <laughs> <I'm not. laughs> we, so people think, or scientists think we've got about another billion years like at general that point. Existence. But hold on. Generally, another billion years. Uh, that is when, if you're assuming no nature events and no human events happen. Oh, star explosion. And it's when our sun will cause our planet to heat up to a Venus-like state and render all Earth pot life extinct entirely. specifically. Yeah. A billion years is a long time, though, if you're considering scientists this year planned a doomsday clock wait what the don't fuck we have one mean? of those that's the i feel like two we, I think that's a cold war thing we still have it we still got it we still got it We're still hanging around yeah. there are threats you know there could be a wandering black hole which is something that's that a fun happen. one to think about i don't want to forgetification uh, that will hurt my brain it'll hurt your body mm-hmm. so synth okay so the word for what we talked about is anthropogen anthrop which means human caused Mm -hmm. and this is a relatively recent phenomenon because we just started recording our history and even thinking about it but also humanity's track record of survival can't show us anything new other than we've been able to survive nature shit Mm -hmm. humanity has only technically survived 77 years since the creation of nuclear weapons. And for future technologies, there is no record at all. 
This has led thinkers like Carl Sagan to conclude that humanity is currently in a time of peril, a uniquely dangerous period in human history where it is subject to unprecedented levels of risks beginning from when humans first started posing a risk to themselves based on their actions. Here are a few risk estimates just to wrap it up. These are different predictions from different places, but humanity has a 95% probability of being extinct in 7,800,000 years, according to George Richard Gott's formulation of the doomsday argument that argues we have probably already lived through half of the duration of humanity entirely. In 1996, a guy named John Leslie estimated 30% risk over the next five centuries, which is an increase of 6% per century on average that we're about to mm. become extinct, which it's kind plausible. of a high run rate. But. Um, Global Challenge Foundation's 2016 annual report estimates an annual probability of extinction of at least 0.05% per year, which is the equivalent of 5% per century. So kind of close. close. A 2016 survey of AI experts found a median estimate of 5% that a human AI level would cause a human level AI would cause an outcome that was, quote, extremely bad. <laughs> oh. Uh, in 2019. In general, just extremely, extremely bad. bad. Extremely bad. It was increased by 5% in 2022, and then in 2023, they doubled that to 10%, which kind of makes sense because we got chat GPT and yeah. lots of AI this year. K2P in 2017 estimated a 90% risk of geomagnetic reversal. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that Ooh. one. And a 70% risk of a super volcanic e- eruption, 55% of an ice age happening within the next thousand years. So they think kind of one of those three things is likely to happen. Yeah, but that doesn't guarantee no. extinction. That's as true. As we've too. seen. That's we've true. survived. We've similar survived events. those. Yeah. Though I don't know the last time a geomagnetic reversal happened. Also, are humans just less robust now? No, I think we're more robust. I mean, in a survivalist kind of way. So the idea of being... We're softer. We are softer. No, we're not. We're not going to get killed by like a pinprick or anything. If we have access to antibiotics. Yeah, but we will for enough time. I think like with like you think about like the fallout shelters and yeah. like the storage and the stuff we're which more people have yeah like those people will probably those live. will be the smart people yeah well the, the rich smart people the, the rich people will surround themselves with smart the crazies well, yeah. are gonna make it maybe i mean yeah the rubbing essential oils all over themselves saves them from nuclear fallout and we look like the assholes mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've always been the assholes. Yeah, we always have. In May 2023, the Treaty on Artificial Intelligence Safety and Cooperation estimated a thirty point a thirty point five risk of an AI caused catastrophe by two thousand two hundred, and that one, like a computer making a bad decision. That's what I think. See now, extremely I can see, bad. Yeah. Well, extremely but it's like bad. if the more and more we rely on. AI and stuff like that, the likelihood of some just random shit happening and just killing all of us. That makes sense. So anyways, that's, you know, it sounds like it 
could potentially be pretty bad. We'll be dead. Yeah, we'll be dead, but not long dead. I don't I don't think it's unreasonable to expect potentially um us to all be killed by nuclear strike in our like in our lives. Yeah. I don't think I it's agree. unreasonable. I agree. I think it's unlikely. But I don't think it's unreasonable. We'll see. But I did look up like I was like, what did the bubonic plague do again? Like it that and that's the worst though. one, but it was mostly Europe. Yeah. But it was like 50% of the population. It was 60% and it happened over and over. But still, by that point, the population of the earth with humans was in the like 100 millions. Mm -hmm. We didn't reach a billion until like the late 19th century. Mm -hmm. And since then, it's like fucking skyrocketed. We're at 8 billion right now. So it's just gone like right the fuck up there. Yeah. Anyways, that's it. Well, I feel... You know, there's nothing really going on in the world that would make me worried about Mm-mm. nuclear war or anything. No, no, no. Not at all. Pandemics, a lot of destabilization war. in parts of the world that um, have nuclear weapons or anything like that. I'm not. I'm not particularly worried. I'm fine. It's fine. <laughs> Why would you? Why would you be? I, it's fine. It's fine. What do you got? Oh, either. Oh, I got a little thing about gorgeous Gino Hernandez. <laughs> Is that a wrestler? It certainly is. Lisa loves Ladies, ladies. Yes, we're going to talk about gorgeous Gino Hernandez. He was just incredibly talented with uh, speaking on the mic. I'm going to try to find a clip of him cutting a promo. They intend to take it from you. I don't care what the Von Eric family intends to do, and I don't care what they think, and I don't care that David Von Eric had the title. The title is mine now, and I say to them, the Von Eric family, especially to you, Carrie Von Eric, because you're always sticking your nose where it doesn't belong, I say to each and every one of you, and to all you nine to five lowlifers out there, and all you humanoids out there, I am the champion, and that's the way it's going to remain. So that was enough just hearing that nine to five human. So yeah. he would just talk down to the audience. He would talk That's down so to fun. He's yeah. a heel. He's great. Yeah. And in that video, he has two hot babes from the 80s uh, just rubbing his shoulder and putting like tanner on him. And he's got his big glasses. He would do promos where he would drive off in a Corvette. He was very much like, I have money. You don't. You're a piece of shit. And you can actually see another wrestler doing this right now called uh, MJF. He's on AEW, um, All Elite Wrestling. And so um, this is very effective for Gino. Um, And he was somebody that that's not an easy thing to find as a wrestler who can talk like that, who can rile up a crowd like that. So he was born Charles Eugene Wolfe Jr., Goes by Gino Hernandez. We'll talk about why. But he was born August 8th, 1957 to Patrice Aguirre and Charles Eugene Wolf Sr. But then Patrice remarries to Luis Hernandez, who was a lucha. And then Gino or Charles, he then like studies under him. They play, you know, he kind of trains him as a kid. They He's in the kid's interested. So we're going to get him up to speed. So then he starts going by Gino Hernandez. On February 4th, 1986, Gino Hernandez is found dead in his Highland apartment. Oh, no. How old is he? Mm-hmm. Highland Park, sorry. He uh, and he's 28. Very well known in the industry, but he the main promotion he worked with was WCCW, 
which is world class, basically world class wrestling. And that was out of Dallas. And so there's, you know, you see WWE all the time on TV. Now you're seeing AEW on TV. Well, previously, the, you know, different promotions. WWE is obviously a number one. And then there's different promotions that kind of pop up. Like we've seen WCW. You've seen, um, again, AEW right now. But one of the ones that was going off in the 80s was WCCW. So he was a part of this. He was on TV and people loved to hate this guy. This is also during kayfabe. So not only is he like this. Kayfabe? Mm-hmm. You've not heard kayfabe. We aren't, we aren't of Are the, you familiar? No. Oh my goodness. Kayfabe is um, in wrestling back. Do you guys remember when they were like, okay, yeah, it's fake. I I know that people didn't necessarily realize that it was fake i don't i don't think i was we were ever in the time zone where we are the timeline where wrestling was real like i think that i became aware of wrestling when people were calling each other jabronis okay Haley so it was just before that it was around that children time. of a single mom like yeah, we she, did not we did not live in the wrestling world in any way i only watched it when i was a pick me 14 year old so i get it okay but uh um, watch people play video games then i got into it but land parties land parties land parties so kayfabe means when the wrestlers were you know high wrestling in the 70s 80s 90s even when they were a heel they were a heel Mm -hmm. full stop the heels and the faces the heels are the bad guys faces are the good guys the heels and the faces would not ride together to to matches they they had the idea that these were actually how they were yes so you're you're actually a piece of shit correct and if you broke kayfabe it was like what um, does kayfabe stand for? Yeah. I don't remember. In professional wrestling, the fact or convention that presenting staged performances is genuine is authentic. Why is kayfabe called kayfabe? The exact origin of the term is unknown. That's rude. It is theorized that it originated in carnival jargon as a disguised slang variation of the word fake. Mm. Oh, like pig Latin? Like stay fake. Stay uh, fake, kayfabe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that could make yeah. sense. So there's maintaining kayfabe, and then there's also um, maybe it letting it take over a little too much. And it is reported by a few that Gino may have let it take over a little too mm. much. Wrestlers get paid He's about method as... method acting. Yeah, yeah. Wrestlers get paid about as much as stand-up comics, which is nothing. Um, So for him to have these cars, have this lifestyle, there had to be something else going on. You know, he was really good at what he was doing. So he was probably getting paid more than your average independent wrestler, but probably not a ton more. A couple of things about Gino. Let's learn more. His death was initially investigated as a homicide. But then very quickly, it became the storyline behind it became it was an accident. It was an overdose. But family and wrestling community are still very much on the side of it was murder. Mm. Everyone, like I said, everyone hated Gino. He was the perfect heel. Um, He's from Spring Branch High School, which he loved to shout out. (laughs) He'd be like, take that Spring Branch. Like, can you imagine? It's like an Adoyle Rules kind of situation. People weren't going to college. In the 90s? Like, no, this is 
80s, 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 70s, 80s. 70s, 80s. So yeah, they were like high school educated 50% of the adults. Yeah. So as soon as Gino graduates high school, he basically turns pro, meaning he joins this independent. Because he had been training as like a kid. Yes. So Louis, Louis, his stepfather passes when Gino is 12. Mm. Then Gino, who the, again, Spring Branch, that's, Houston so they're all in the Houston area he then becomes very close with a Houston promoter Paul Beish B-O-E-S-C-H and that promoter starts like kind of picks him up and is like okay let's let's talk about getting you in here like so he continues his training with another oh god I forget his name but he's like really popular he continues training and then he's with this promoter so he's it's a pretty easy step for him once he graduates well he's a nepo baby so he kind of is is. in a few ways he was somebody that again you could just hand him a mic and he would go and it was always something you could trust but he's also actually full of himself which makes him an interesting hang Mm -hmm. he also like brags about going on a few dates with farrah fawcett which is very funny there's a good little promo about that where he pulls out a photo album and he's like look at this do you see who i am with farrah fawcett delightful in truth he has he's been married twice both to the same woman Janice Gillespie. I love that. I love when that happens. I I think it's so fun. It is. Uh uh And so April 1976, they get married for the first time. They divorce January 1977. In that time, they have a daughter, Leisha, or Alicia. I'm going to say Leisha. Then they get married again in April 1978 and divorced in July 1979. I love that. Don't ever go. You don't go back. They're wrong. It's. Yeah, same problems the first time are not different anytime the second time. There are rumors that Gina was a part of the gay community in Houston, but we don't touch on that a ton, but that makes a lot of sense for that back and forth right there. He lived in his gimmick uh, in and out of the ring. His mom would tell him to drop that shit when he was at the house. (laughs) Like he'd come in and be like, I'm going to make millions of dollars a day. And she's like, well, this is Thanksgiving. Lock it up. So even though he was like a dick in and out of the ring, he was still a pushover with his children. I think they end up having two kids, but Leisha's really the only one that's um, mentioned a ton. Also a big draw for Gino were these hair matches that he and the Von Eriks would do. The Von Eriks were a wrestling family from Texas, like known that was Texas wrestling in the 70s, like was the Von Eriks. But they all had really good hair. And so they would have hair matches where the loser had to get their head shaved. Ooh, that's oh, a I've fun seen picture. And I've just been looking at pictures fun. of these people. So. It, yeah, lo- big draw, lots of fun. Um, he also, and these are just a few like rattling things off for you to make your own conclusions as we go. But he... Hung out at a nightclub called Judges in Houston quite frequently, known for its patrons being uh, big money people and uncertain how they got that money. There's also a woman in this story that um, is important to mention. Her name's Jeannie Williams. She's friends with uh, with Gino's tag team partner, Chris Adams, who was his tag team partner for years and years and years. She's friends with him and she becomes Gino's neighbor when she moves to Dallas. And Gino 
Gino and Jeannie. Gino and Jeannie. There is a story, like lots of drugs and clubs with Gino, lots of drugs and clubs. And there's a story about um, like when she had first moved there, Jeannie, Gino was like, hey, come with me to this place. And she's like, okay, that sounds cool. And he's like, on the way there, she's like, I'm kind of tired. I don't know how long I'll want to stay out. And he's like, here, take this. And hands her acid. And she did not know. Oh, no. Because of the 70s and 80s. That's my nightmare. Yeah, acid isn't fun. Mm -hmm. But she has like a very, what's her name? Jerry Hall. Was it Jerry Hall was the... um, The model? The model who was like partying with rock stars all the time. Like married Rupert Murdoch? Yeah, but who did she marry before that? Uh, Keith Rich or uh, no no was no was it Keith Rich uh, it was Mick uh, Jagger Mick Jagger yeah I'm pretty sure so so Jeannie has that kind of vibe Hallowell. like uh no nope, Rock Jerry of Hall. Love Joe Hallowell's is Spice Girls, Girls. Yeah. sorry she has a Rock of Love vibe let's just put it that way um, but he ran with a tough crowd in Houston and people when interviewed a lot of this came from um, a show called The Dark Side of the Ring off of uh, Vice and everyone that they talked to, they were like, he ran with a tough crowd. Mm -hmm. He ran with some people that maybe didn't want what they were doing out there. Like nobody will talk. They're terrified. Yeah. They're absolutely terrified. So, you know, people that might not have liked certain things getting out. The last time his mom saw him was Super Bowl Sunday, 1986. And if he, past february 4th like it was a week before maybe but she said that he put something in her home she's not sure what or where and he was very fidgety and nervous and anxious and to that point she was like he wasn't afraid of anything so seeing him like this was extremely upsetting for her and she remembered it because of it yeah right and so he also I guess shortly after that, he goes back to Dallas. He comes into the WCCW offices and he's like, hey, the craziest thing happened when I was on my way here. I was being followed. And then there was also somebody in the back of my car. And I'm th- I'm, I'm afraid they're still there, but they didn't like do anything. But I need to get a gun. I need a gun because somebody's after me. Somebody's mm-hmm. following me. Mm-hmm. And that was the last night the promoter and manager of WCCW saw him. Did anybody give him a gun? I don't know if anybody Probably. gave him a gun. It was Texas. Texas. And it was yeah, in the 80s. Then, yeah. like, he he like, got, got, got a gun. Gun, 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 gun. Jeannie's last time seeing him was he told her that he had some pie. And he, he was like, you should come by. And I'm going out tonight. But tomorrow you should come over and help me eat some of this pie. She's like, oh, that's nice neighborly stuff she goes out the next day and sees his car in the same exact position it was the day before and so she calls you know she knocks on his door and then she's able to kind of like open it a little bit that freaks her out too because he always dead bolted his door and so she opens it a little she sees the pie on the counter and she's like i'll i'll come back i'm not a pie stealer yeah Yeah. dang but pie is good yeah but it's dubious pie now. Mm. Yeah, it is questionable pie. Mm. My favorite kind of pie. <laughs> WCCW sent somebody over. Um, I think it was Richard Hazard, but he went over there and knocked on the door, no answer, and then climbs up to the window of his bed of Gino's bedroom, 
peeks in and can see his feet yeah on the ground and they call the authorities and he had been the assumption is he'd been dead four to five days when they found him i don't know how that math maths out with that pie story yeah but there may have been something else at foot here Mm -hmm. but his he was so decomposed they couldn't id the cause of death immediately that's immediately they went through the house and they did not find any drugs or paraphernalia they did find a loaded gun Mm. but he didn't use it no the no drugs or paraphernalia is is interesting this guy comes by mom's house and he's like gino owed me a lot of money but don't worry i'm gonna cover the funeral Mm. and mom's like that's a threat yeah Yeah. that's a threat no thank you but he did cover it you know and she didn't feel like she could question it yeah there's how do you Mm -hmm. and she was like i opened the door and let him in because i had seen him before yeah. with Gino like he I thought he was a friend but it, it felt you very no yeah yeah and so at the funeral there is a platinum casket oh, oh, shit. and they're just gonna bury that yeah. in the ground I hope someone grave dug it no offense to them but hundreds of people mm-hmm. ish Mom dressed way up because she knew that he would want her to look like a movie star, which I thought was very sweet. She's also just the most old Texas lady you've ever seen. Classic. There's also champagne flowing Mm -hmm. at this funeral. They go to the gravesite. They're putting the (laughs) who knows how expensive casket into the ground. Yeah, how heavy. And there's these men like cheers. No, sorry. Okay. I'm you know thinking what? practically about what this. It's platinum filled. It, okay. It wouldn't even be filled. Like, that I'm would be. Gonna, anyways, uh, sorry. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> you know what? I'm sorry. You know I'll what? leave. I apologize. Also, Whitney's not Jerry sorry, Hall so. is from Gonzalez, Texas. You know what? Good for her. I thought that. that bitch was British. I knew she was Texan. Anyways. So champagne's flowing and these it seems really weird to everybody everybody is like this just seems like a, a, a bit. party like this doesn't seem like a funeral at all and it's also seemingly these drug dealers and traffickers like they have a vibe yeah. there's a vibe the guy who paid for the funeral is named john royal he's a drug trafficker he's done hard time hard time uh for drug trafficking specifically cocaine the mom has not talked to anyone about it except or until vice reached out to her for dark side of the ring and she hasn't talked to anybody because she is terrified yeah and has lived her life for 30 years terrified so there's rumors flying after he's dead. Andre the Giant is telling people just straight up he was shot in the head. I don't know why we're even questioning this. There were no bullet holes. Were reported that we know. Correct. Yeah. Then somebody said that they heard that he was flying on Southwest from Dallas to Houston regularly. But who knows for what? Nobody. Remember when that flight was real cheap? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Is it not anymore? No. You know how expensive it is to fly from Austin to Dallas? It's it's like it's, $300. No. Yeah, it is. Not if you're buying it for fun. No, it's, it's because people only go from Austin to Dallas if you have to. 
that's why it's expensive. Well, the, another rumor was that his tag team partner, Chris, had killed him for so the last match they did. They ended up going up against each other, right? They had to finish that storyline out. And so is something that, again, because of the haircutting thing, one of the things that happened was Gino squirted Nair all over, oh, no. all over Chris. <gasps> that burnt, that's 80s Nair. And it got in his eyes. Oh, no, that's acid. And so then Chris tells everybody he's blind uh-huh. and yeah. you, can't, you can't break kayfabe. So he was like running into chairs oh my and like God. had blind. these hot women leading him around. Incredible. And, for weeks but somebody was like oh he killed him for blinding him with nair uh sure (laughs) that's real yes yes so mom's been doing her own investigation has been getting her hands on as much as she can uh paperwork wise and everyone 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 talks about how super paranoid he was just before and the deadbolt not being locked has led a ton of people to be like that right there is somebody was in the house yeah so everyone so what they were saying is it might be a drug overdose but there was more cocaine than just an overdose like there were there was five times as much cocaine in his body found in his body as it takes to die from an overdose five times more okay so like someone could have shot him up with it yeah they they don't know how that much cocaine could get into a human like they don't even know and then it's also reported you by some that it, there was coke found in his stomach oh, oh like he ate it i mean if you're doing he gummies ate, like yeah, maybe you, you get a little well you can you can eat cocaine yeah you could you could for be forced fed it yeah his autopsy records also noted him as morbidly obese oh. which is absolutely untrue no because that's a bmi thing like if he was all muscle like i just don't think that that i think that's a weight thing and that doesn't often translate for athletes specifically yeah but it also marked him as hispanic which he wasn't oh so someone's well, fucking with this they, they didn't used do to it mark, they didn't do a good job they used they to mark also marked my him, stuff as hispanic yeah. Haley when I was, was in, hispanic according in to elementary our school elementary for like school. four years because she was just tan. I was tan and whoever in the office thought Lamond was a Spanish oh, name. No. Yep. Uh, he was also marked uncircumcised. Well, I don't know anything. Did and you see his dick? His mother confirmed he was circumcised. To note that he was marked uncircumcised when he was circumcised. Mm-hmm. Because he uh, had mentioned to both his mom and his ex-wife multiple times that he one day was going to fake his own death. Oh. Well, twist. Okay. Little twist. Now, do they think he did that? Not particularly, but we don't technically really know what happened. We just know what we're being told. So let's get conspiracy happy. So after mom started like digging in and ex-wife started digging in, they both stopped, especially ex-wife, because she was very concerned about her children and what could happen so again, weeks leading up to his death, um, he really thought somebody was going to kill him. He expressed this to a lot of people. He invited Jeannie for a drink. This was weeks before. Invited Jeannie over for a drink and got a cereal bowl out of the cabinet, 
puts it on the counter, it is filled with cocaine. Just filled with cocaine. This it's bowl a lot is of money. It is. Was he using it as like arm and hammer to like to keep <laughs> the, the dishes keep the dishes cabinet? excited? Mm-hmm. It's, at that point, he has so much cocaine. He's like, oh, I can't even do it. So she said cereal bowl, but another guy said uh, sugar bowl with like a little top on it. That that's a little classier. That's, just, is cute that's to too me. much cocaine to own yes. if you're not dealing. Yeah. True. A hundred percent true. Yeah. So 30 minutes later, after he pulls this cocaine down and starts doing it, 30 minutes later, he stops talking and like kind of like tells her to stop talking in a silent way. He's like, you know, finger to, uh-huh. to mouth, whatever. And then he puts a plug in the sink, turns on the water and leaves it. It's starting to overflow. And Jeannie's like, this is driving me crazy so she goes up to turn it off and he like grabs her and he pushes her away from the sink and then she like turns around and then she turns back around he's got a gun in his hand and so to an extent she feels like she was entrapped there for a bit Mm -hmm. and he's constantly going back and forth to the window to look outside into the and he's like that's just somebody somebody who's done a shit ton of cocaine it I is. Think, I mean, it's that. It also could be that he probably owes some people some money. I th- do. Yeah. I think him turning on his water and trying to like muffle whatever sound is going on is but helping. No, but that. Yeah, I mean, it's like this makes sense as someone who is who is addicted to cocaine and also and not in going downhill. Yeah, for sure. In a bad spot. Probably is in a bad spot. Yeah. Yeah. So. With that amount of cocaine in his house, why were there no drugs or paraphernalia found? Because he did all of it. Possibly. (laughs) But there's a strong uh, supposition that the WCCW, actually, it is known that the WCCW people picked it up before the cops got there. They went and did a little sweep. Mm -hmm. They did a little. Because Jeannie saw it, at least. Yeah. But, you know, everyone, to your point, Whitney, everyone's kind of like, well, where was he getting so much cocaine if he wasn't dealing part yeah, of this like trafficking? And especially if we know that he's not like actually super rich, like, yeah, you're not going to have that amount of cocaine for free. Right. In your house. Right. And so John Royal. <laughs> as much as we love I just think to. You have friends over and they all bring a six pack and they don't take their six pack home with them. And then so yeah. over time you have. Everybody this, always leaves but their cocaine I know behind. everybody I know that's ever yeah. done cocaine always forgets their cocaine. They always forget it. It's not the one thing In they their, make sure they yeah. have when tiny, they leave. little tiny baggies That stays of on it. their body yeah. at all times. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's not the one thing they'll stay late for <laughs> just to every find. Every time you Absolutely go in the bathroom, not. there's another. Oh, somebody left a fucking quarter bag in the fucking yeah. bathroom. Again, I guess I'll just dump it in. I have found some on the floor at a bar once. I mean, you oh, yeah. find it, but, but that's yeah, not it's, on purpose. It's the tiny little single ring jewelry mm-hmm. bag. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Anyways. Dark Side of the Ring actually reached out and got a hold of John Royal. <clears throat> and this was filmed, I think it aired like 2019, 2018. But they got a hold of John Royal, who had just finished serving a 30 year prison sentence for trafficking cocaine. Ooh, wow. He got arrested, I mean, Dang, like 30 right years. Yeah. Like year, like a Let few years after yeah. Gino died, he gets arrested. Mm-hmm. And he recently said that Gino didn't owe him any money. 
he was like, I don't, I don't remember saying that to her. He goes, I remember saying I was going to pay for the funeral. I remember going over there. I do not remember saying he owed me any money. I, I he didn't owe me any money. It's because statute of limitations on murder doesn't exist anymore. Exactly. And then he said he was with him until 1 a.m. the night he died, which I'm also like, when they found him, he had died days before. So how do you know you were, how do you know he died yeah, that night? Because they don't even know exactly what night it was. Yeah. And he said, there's no, there was no foul play with me. I thought it was interesting that he said with me, mm-hmm. but they, nobody really pointed that out. And then he said that he felt really guilty that he got so into drugs that he OD'd that way. Um, so John Royal was part of the cocaine cowboys in Houston is what I've gathered. Mm-hmm. Again, not super easy to find out all of this because it was all uh, highly illegal activity, but he, another former drug trafficker who was a part of this group knew Gino and he reached out and he was like, I just want to talk to the family and make sure that the family knows that things are okay. And so he said that Gino saw an opportunity to sell Coke. Everybody was doing it. It's Houston. Mm. It's the eighties. Like you're making this much money. You're making this much money, Houston and Dallas. Um, And so Gino jumps in and it supports his character building as well. Yeah. And, you know, what this trafficker says is just that the drugs got a hold of him and he does believe that Gino died from an overdose. The WCCW that was to air February 15th originally included a Gino Hernandez match that was, this was taped on January 24th. The match never aired. Instead, they showed the announcer that, uh, that they have on camera and he made the announcement of Gino's death and a little bit of a eulogy there but no one saw Gino wrestle again and that is the mysterious but maybe not death of Gino Hernandez he was murdered I don't think he was murdered I think you think he freaked out and the deadbolt to me dead himself I think that when you are in that kind of like cocaine psychosis you are you are not doing things yeah he always he always yeah deadbolt sometimes you forget like it's it's just human nature sure and i think that he probably OD'd. Think he od'd i think he od'd i is think that, that what his determined cause of death was death um, by misadventure or what something? was it i think it i mean it was overdose but it was yeah death by misadventure that's usually there's like, some other term for it but yes it was overdose. Okay. i think he i think he od'd and the wrestling federation came cleaned in cleaned up so cleaned up so it so didn't bad. look as bad i mean they admit to, it or even the people that he was drilling if that if his apartment or whatever he lived in was that accessible that the drug dealers could have come in and grabbed that shit because they didn't want it to get sourced back or to some yes. enterprising young woman went in and yeah was like i'm taking the bucket oh, of cocaine and the pie get and the pie yeah. that we yeah. will not eat because yeah. we are coked up yep yeah, my thing is just he was and never paranoid. He was never scared of anything but until even he the was. few weeks but before. Yeah. But it was just for a couple of weeks. I feel so like if you do I've that never, psychosis uh, stuff, you, it lasts like months before you. I think if, if you if you are already in a bad way with drug dealers because of you dealing drugs, and you are also on those drugs 
that if you do a bunch of them make you extremely paranoid and aggro um I think I I think it all tracks to yeah, OD. I bet he was doing steroids too. Had to be. maybe. I, I mean, he, if you look at pictures, like yeah. he was. I don't know. I, he's not as big as Hulk Hogan, but that motherfucker was big, he's and big. Yeah, everybody big. back then was doing steroids. I think they probably would have shown up yeah. in the toxicology too. I think it would I have. Mean, did they report a full well? If they the toxicology, that. the only thing they found that was like rut row was cocaine. Yeah. My guess is they only tested for drugs. Yeah. Anyways, the only way we can figure this out is to if do a, we bunch, do of a bunch of cocaine and see if we have cocaine psychosis. Yeah, 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 yeah for see sure. What happens. Uh, I'm good. I don't. I don't. Um, what if it was in a sugar bowl? Ooh. What if it was in like a really cute, like vintage? The cocaine of yesteryear is not the cocaine of today. Fentanyl scares the shit out of me. Well, that's why you test it. But what if it was his cocaine? Of yesterday, if it was cocaine yeah. from the eighties, pure fun all day. Sure, don't do drugs. No, unless do drugs. You are informed upon. Be them. smart about Test it. your drugs. Use harm yes. reduction. Yes, you can go to harm reduction mm-hmm. and they have testing kits. They have Narcan, um, and just good practice of if you choose to do drugs, yeah. how you can keep yourself as safe as possible. Do not do wrestling. That fucks your brain up. I look the von Eric and the von Erics. Uh, oh, a lot that's of them a have whole, killed themselves. That's a whole different PCAST. Ben, what is it? Ben, Ben, the guy who killed his wife and kids. Benoit. Benoit. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just don't Chris do it. Benoit. Don't. A lot of head injuries. A lot of drugs. A lot of steroids. Try not to. Don't do all of those things. You can do one of those things. Yeah. Choose one. Do that do for that. a little bit. Change it up. Yeah. Live That's life. our advice. Choose life. Do drug train spotting. Yeah. Choose life. Train spotting. Yeah. Okay. That's how it ends. That's a Choose great life. ending. <laughs> I don't know if it's a great ending. Hey, you know, it's not the worst. That's all we can ask for. All right. Before we're all killed off. And we go extinct. Mm-hmm. By your doppelganger. Okay. Goodbye. Bye.